This episode is brought to you by Eero. Never think about Wi-Fi again. And to get $100 off the Eero base unit and two beacons package and a year of Eero Plus, visit Eero.com slash G-O-G. That's E-E-R-O.com slash G-O-G. And at checkout, enter code G-O-G. Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. How goes it today, Brian, out in the sunny side of California? Oh, it's sunny today. Yesterday we had what other people call weather. Yeah, we had a sprinkle yesterday. That's it. <laughs> Just hey man, thunder and lightning. We very rarely get that here, so it was very exciting. Scared the crap out of my kid. Uh, that's right. <laughs> First time. <laughs> I was waiting for the dogs to go bug nutty, but I forgot that we're from Chicago. and that, or right. like They don't get scared because it happens every day yeah. out there. Although, I'm glad I'm not in Chicago right now. Uh, yes, it's uh, pretty crazy out there. hope everybody's staying warm. Yep, so we got a little follow-up here on that Gizmodo story that you've been posting on. I saw... You, you beat me to them, so I have not read these yet. I'm, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about them. Yeah, these are the two, the two new ones from Kashmir Hill, how she's cutting out uh, the big five of mm-hmm. the tech companies, the tech giants. So she did week three was Google. That's got to be a tough one. Week four is Microsoft, yes. Okay. So it, what turns out, yeah, Google owns the planet. Nothing, nothing works on the internet without Google. Right. Period. Everybody's fonts are loaded from Google. Yep. All the tracking is from Google, basically. Yep. Everything is from Google and a lot of people host on Google. So and she couldn't get an Uber because they use Google Maps. She couldn't get a Lyft because they use Google Maps and (laughs) she was late for a meeting because she had to take a bus. And all in all, yeah, Google is pretty hard to uh, avoid anymore. Right. Yeah. So they're up there right now with. uh, Yeah. You just give up the ghost on that one. Right. And week four is Microsoft. Microsoft was a little easier. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine it would be, although they, they're they pretty big in the hosting game these days as well. Yeah, yeah, it it did jam her up a bit, but not nearly as bad as Google or Amazon. Right, and you can avoid things. You can, you know, as long as you're using a Mac, you're not going to be using too many Microsoft products at all there. You just avoid Office by using Google Docs, of course. Then you can well, Google. <laughs> there's, still, there's still a lot going on. Uh, I think the first... Or her her pingback rate was the same as Facebook as she was browsing the web for Microsoft. Right. There's a there's a lot of tracking stuff out there for basically everybody. These guys are just following you wherever you go. Right. And uh, it's a fun series. I'm I'm actually really digging it. I'm glad she's doing it, and not us. <laughs> well, we wouldn't be able to do a show. <laughs> that's the that's the problem. It'd be just yeah. a, hey, how's the weather, Brian? Oh, wait, we already did that one today. Yeah, we did the uh, weather. OK, I got nothing. <laughs> all right. See you next week. OK, this episode is sponsored by Eero. Now we're going to leave. Bye. <laughs> and I do want to throw in a quick note. Uh, I went to my Instagram thingy this morning, my app, and mm-hmm. I noticed that uh, under messages, there are a lot of people that are trying to send me like direct messages on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, just don't just don't because I'm not going to accept it. <laughs> I, I do not use Instagram as a uh, communication platform. If, it, if I it do talk to you on Instagram, it'll be because I comment on your photos, but I'm not going to have another channel of communication. Well, don't you? You don't need to worry about that pretty soon. Facebook's working on integrating all of that stuff. Well, <laughs> They're not integrating with my email, so if you need to get a hold of me or ask me any questions, you can just email me, j at jpd.me. It's the easiest way to get in touch with me because most other platforms I'm tending to ignore any direct message stuff just because it's 
I hate the fragmentation. I'm like, oh, it's oh, so I gotta go here, I gotta go there. Yeah, talk to me in one place. That's it. On a related note, as much as I appreciate everybody's, uh, there's a couple of people in particular that are always commenting on the Grumpy Old Geeks Facebook stuff and sending us messages there. Facebook is horrid for me being able to grab these things or get back to you. So I apologize if we don't write you back on Facebook. I just can't stand it. Yeah. And honestly, uh, podcast at Grumpy Old Geeks goes to both of us and we have a contact form on the site. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's the easiest way. We never even used to check Facebook at all, (laughs) ever. We post, post and run, hit and run, but yep. Brian has more patience than I do. <laughs> and I'm still on Facebook as opposed to Jason. Who, that, that helps too. You know, yeah. Claim, <laughs> claims he's done with Facebook, but still Instagrams all the time. <clears throat> ah, I like it. It's easy. It's easy. <laughs> In the news. And speaking of Facebook, uh, they got bitch slapped big time by Apple. Yes, they did. It's been an interesting news week going on with these big guys. It's like watching the, uh, you know, you're like the small kid on the playground watching all the big guys getting a big fist fight. And you're just sitting back having popcorn, just having some popcorn watching. I was thinking the same thing. You know, we're talking about Kashmir Hill's articles about the big five, and they're all basically fighting with each other right now. It's like a knockdown drag out title fights going on. Um, yeah, so they're not, uh, nobody's playing well with each other, although they seem to be solving their differences. I did like, uh, Recode's, uh, tagline for their article about it. Apple moved fast and broke Facebook. Yep, they sure <laughs> did. And they also broke Google. Yes, they did. So we, what we found out this week was, uh, Facebook wasn't the only company that had an app out there that, uh, they slucked through through uh, app, Apple's, uh, guidelines and, uh, tracked you everywhere. Google had one as well. So, uh. Apple said, hey, no way, can't do that. You're you're breaking our rules. And they basically rescinded their uh, their internal certificate programs for both companies for a brief period of time as kind of a warning shot across the bow, I suppose. Yeah. And the the one thing I love about Google's is that they came out first. They they owned up to it and said, oh, oh, you guys really care about this? Well, then I guess we're, we're taking it down. We're taking it down. Our bad, our bad. And then even after they said that, then Apple still revoked their enterprise certificate, which was just like nicely done, Tim Cook, because yes. you got to you got to let these people know. And by revoking that enterprise certificate, because it's part of the enterprise developer program, not the regular developer program, yep. all of the in-house apps that they built for all their employees that they run on their iPhones internally broke. Yep. So poor people couldn't get their lunch. They couldn't call their their shuttle to go across the campus because the campus is so damn big and all sorts of other internal things. Scheduling like I, it's it's insane how much people put on these internal apps that they've built on another platform, which I loved. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's justice. I just wish it was still broken. I wish Apple didn't reverse track and give it back to them so quick. But I can understand well, why they did. We know they, why. They, yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah. as, as we're discovering, basically five companies rule the world and, and we need all of them. We can't. They all have to be running, which is the craziest thing. If you take any of these things down, we're screwed. Everybody needs everything now. We need, yeah, these, five, we need these five companies. We can't have a world without Facebook or a world without Google. Things break. Everything relies on them because nobody does their own stuff anymore. No, and I think it's really funny that how much of Google broke when the mm-hmm. iOS certificate was broken, because you'd think you'd think the company that made Android would <laughs> would not be reliant on internal iOS apps. I know they've got, you know, the iOS division that makes all the apps and stuff, but you wouldn't think that that many, you know, other people, Employees. Google, yeah, would <laughs> yeah. have 
so many devices that it, you know, threw a monkey wrench into it. But, you know, at least it was a nice little bitch slap. It it screwed him up for a day. And, and you know, Tim Cook's back like, mess with us again, bitch. I'll press that button again. Yeah. Well, you know, so we had Facebook uh, have that happen to it. Uh, we have not. We've gone to two shows a week for, I don't know, we've been doing this for quite a while now. And I was about to say, you know, nary a week goes by that we haven't had something. Uh, Facebook it hasn't been in the news for something horrible. But I have to revise that. Nary a, a half a week goes by because we have a new <laughs> Facebook story every episode and we're doing two a week. Um, they've had a rough time of it, but it doesn't seem to matter because yay capitalism. Yeah. Facebook scandals are not stopping it from making money. This stock shot through the roof. It went way up a couple days ago. Their earnings reports came out. They're making money, making money, making money. And the company is is doing gangbusters still. So uh, as we always say in the security segment with with Bittner, uh, to what end these things? Uh, there's no there's no repercussions. There doesn't ever seem to be any repercussions. Growth even went up hashtag quit Facebook has been trending for almost a year and they thought they had maxed out in the U S and Canada growth went up more users signed up. It's free. How press. is this happening? See, <laughs> remember what I said about the law of unintended consequences? Yes. Uh, the first, the first thing that we have to talk about is our president. Everybody talked about how he's never going to get elected, but what that, what did that do? Got him in the it news cycle yep. every day. <laughs> so when people are talking about how horrible Facebook is, a lot of people are like, well, let me go check this out and see how bad it is. And yep. then they, you know, then growth, then you get yep. growth. Well, again, going back to the Cashmere Hill articles, when she did the one on Facebook, <laughs> her editor wasn't on Facebook, read the article and then figured I better sign up for Facebook. Yeah, this sounds <laughs> this sounds great. This sounds horrible. I should get on it just like everyone else in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Stockholm syndrome, maybe for a lot of people who can't get off of it. And I definitely have a lot more respect for everybody that's quit it. I used to just kind of roll my eyes at it and like, oh, whatever. What are you going to? Is it really impacting you that much? Is it that bad? It's just a way to stay in touch with friends. But this company is so horrible. Yeah, I have so much respect for the people that have been able to do it. I am not a I'm not a capable, sadly. Yeah, I don't <laughs> have respect for the employees who still no. are still there. <laughs> no, no I, I don't. That's that's no. a problem. I don't unless you're really actively working within to try to change the system and not Cheryl Sandberg can go piss off. <laughs> I was going to say something stronger, but then tried to, I decided against it. So. You, to, you toned it down. You toned, toned it, it down. down. No, yeah. but just all even the day to day employees. It's like, you know, you work for one of the most evil places in the world and you made it that way. Yep. That's it. I mean, granted, you're not working like at Auschwitz, but, you know, there's there's always next quarter. We'll I do see. like how I tone it down and then you kick it up a notch. <laughs> I'm dropping the Nazis. Of course, man. Godwin. Godwin's law. We got to pull know. that out every yeah. single episode. <laughs> so Slate had an article that I thought was pretty interesting. Facebook paid people $20 a month for access to all their digital activity. Why did they sign up? Yep. Now, so they This they, is the question, right? We're really trying to figure out do people actually give a shit about privacy or not? Turns out no. Turns out, no. No, yeah. they went over to uh, a subreddit called Beer Money, which I thought was pretty funny, where people <laughs> find little ways and little hacks to get just a couple bucks from these little services every month. And, mm -hmm. you know, people get gift cards for doing things. They get cash for other things. And the people who signed up for Facebook's uh, research VPN, they knew exactly what they were doing. And what they said was basically what it boils down to is they know everything already. Why shouldn't I just get a few bucks out of it? 
they they've they are more defeatist than we are. They are way more defeatist than we are because they don't know everything. They know a lot of things, but they do. <laughs> they, they know more these, now these that apps, you give it to them. These apps raid your messages, your text messages, photos that you send to friends and family and all that. They're they're getting all that. That's more than they're getting right now. Mm-hmm. That's frightening to me. Why? Okay, for beer. Yeah, beer yeah. money. They do it for beer money. Unbelievable. And, yeah, and this is why Facebook could keep on doing it because they had, you know, all these all these sheeple lined up, mm-hmm. ready ready to get their twenty dollar you know teat suck every month, and they just said, "Come on down, we'll take you." The only thing that Facebook, I'm sure, is upset about is that they got caught. <laughs> Pretty I'm, much, I'm, yeah. You know, I'm sure that they, they're just really sad that they got caught. <laughs> they pretty much just wish there was a world with no Apple and everybody had Android phones. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I really don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, I mean, I'm willing to sell off some of my privacy. Obviously, it's, it's. I'd rather I didn't have to, but it, it's just the way it is right now. But this extreme and just be this defeatist about it and just say, well, whatever. <laughs> it, it, it bog, I, I, just, I don't i almost feel like we should just stop the podcast i'm done <laughs> stop the podcast <laughs> stop the podcast the thing about it is you know what we just talked about you've got the five pillars of technology out there right now and you can't get rid of them because there's so many people are dependent upon it so i can see why people are defeatist and just say well it is the way it is you know i i think back to the the internet when we first started on the web and how glorious it was how how beautiful it was and you know not anymore. I remember a, a web before cookies. We couldn't track you if you wanted to. <laughs> yes, we could. Query strings. That's how yeah, we did query it before strings. cookies. That's exactly how we did it. Yep. When cookies came out, man, that was so nice for us. That was so nice. Because before that, everything was query strings. And people were like, you know, emailing people with their session IDs and their query <laughs> strings. And we're like, don't do that. Don't, don't do, do that. that. <laughs> then they can log in as you. So yeah. we had to, and then we had to have like tons of hacks to make sure that th- those things didn't really persist. We had all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff and we yeah. kept everything in pipe delimited text files that we had to grip in Perl. That was because <laughs> we didn't know how, how to use databases back then. Nope. That was the fun days, the fun mm-hmm. days. Cause we were just figuring it out. So, you know, who else is figuring things out? Who? Lime. One of our favorite scooter companies. Mm. Well, they're figuring out that they're having a problem keeping their C-suite and their their <laughs> their main guys. Uh, a couple a couple executives have hit the road, right? And turns out there are even more. So the head of finance, Scott Mallet, and human relations chief Rosemary Carbone have left the company, mm-hmm. and uh, they're they're really trying to figure out how to grow because you know they've gone from nothing to now, and, and this is. This is what really upsets me. The $2 billion valuation that they have for a scooter company. For fucking scooters. For a two-year-old scooter company (laughs) that everybody hates. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So if I was one of the... I realize it's only 10 in the morning, but I need a fucking drink. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So... I don't understand why these people would leave unless there's I, I don't think that they would leave of their own accord. So I bet there's something behind the scenes there because you're at a two billion dollar company that didn't exist two years ago. Yep. You're in the upper echelon. You're the head of finance and the human relations chief. And right. I, I still don't even know what the human relations chief is. But, you know, I can see human resources, but human relations chief, that that sounds like a bullshit title to me. Right. Anyway. That means you probably have really disgustingly sick stock options. <laughs> Why would you leave? 
yeah, that's, that's what the, I want. That is a know. good question. So yeah, I don't. I'm you sure. know, I even if I was if I was at Facebook, even I would stay. If you know, my, well, if I, I had you just if answered I invested, your own question about earlier, then <laughs> yeah. But if I hadn't invested yet, I would stay. But I'm just saying for you know people who got in with the 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 fu money out of yeah. the gate because that's what these people would have if they stayed around long enough. And I'm sure you know it usually takes four years to completely vest, and I don't know how long they were there, but uh, it's just interesting that things are not that not, not good enough for, to keep them around. So what else is going on over there? Yeah. And uh, it says Lime's team grew over six times last year and leadership changes are natural in any company, especially fast growing companies like Lime. A Lime spokesperson said, we are grateful for the contributions every employee has made to Lime, including Rosemary's and Scott's. And we are excited for the future as we continue to build out the Lime team globally with exceptional talent. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. how that goes. So, right. I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there. I w- we need some lime insiders. We need some, you know, lime whistleblowers or lime blowers. Lime blowers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll hear something soon. I'm sure. Now, let's go back to BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed, which uh, just laid off a whole ton of people. Um, a lot of people felt this was the uh, the last shining hope of news on the Internet, and it seems to have come crashing down. Uh, there's some interesting details that have now come out about this. Now, I, I figured a lot of you know BuzzFeed's traffic wasn't necessarily so much the news. It was their quizzes and all that sort of stuff uh, that they have up there. You know, that's what gets the page views and pays for the news. Um, what came out is that most of these were created for free by members of the user community, BuzzFeed community. So they didn't even pay anyone to create all these things that drove most of their traffic and made them the most money. Yep. Um, and the second highest traffic driver worldwide has been a community user in Michigan who is a teenager in college who, for some reason, makes dozens of quizzes every week. So Slate went and inter- interviewed her. Her name's Rachel McMahon. She's a 19-year-old attending uh, Grand Valley State University in Allendale, Michigan. She just got a buzz off doing it and never even thought to ask about getting paid for it. And now she's like, I think I might be the reason that there were so many layoffs. We're all doing this for free. She still doesn't seem to mind doing it, uh, but they did ask her, (laughs) would you take a job with BuzzFeed? And she basically said no, because they're firing people left, right and center. And I don't think I would have my job for very long (laughs) (laughs) because there are more people like her out there. They're still going to give them free content. User generated content is uh, for free. Again, I don't understand the gameplay here. It hurts you. It yeah. hurts you if you do this. Like you should get paid for your work. You should not do things for free. And these companies are are obviously willing to take the content for free, wouldn't you? I worked at a company that did UGC, and what we did was we took in photos for our site for JPEG magazine, and then we made a printed magazine that made money. And if your photos were chosen for the magazine by community votes, you got paid. And right. you got a free subscription. So we actually gave people money for their yep. work. You know, the people on the website didn't get anything. But, you know, that's part of the play in the game to post your photos and try and get in the magazine. And, right. you know, at least, I mean, we thought about that before we even launched the company. Like, people are going to get paid for their contribution. Yeah. And other companies are just like, why? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? You know, <laughs> and honestly, I have to come clean here, too. I my company met blogs. We ran that for eight years. Nobody got paid. It was right. all free. It was it was the Huffington Post before the Huffington Post. <laughs> and, you know, we made some money off of it. Not a lot it ended up costing us, you know, tens of thousands of dollars personally at the end. But, you know, while it was working, it was working. But we didn't pay anybody. 
That's the, that right. was the thing about it. And I think that was, uh, we had a lot of internal discussions about that. And I was of the mind where we needed to make it a co-op. So when money came in, people got a fair share Everybody of the pie. Everybody gets a piece of the pie. Yeah. yeah uh, my, my business partner did not agree with that. So mm-hmm. we, we butted heads over it for eight years until we finally had to just close the doors. But right. I think that people that are nowadays who are doing this, yeah, and she's like saying that, you know, she feels responsible for it. And one of the guys that got fired at BuzzFeed replied to her tweet says, you absolutely are not responsible for that. And I, I think she is partially responsible, personally. I think she is, too. Yeah. Personally. Yep. yeah I w- I'm not trying to make her feel bad, but I'm not going to try and make her feel better. That's for sure. <laughs> yep. Now, speaking of weirdness uh, that has come to pass that I think that we predicted. Um, oh, boy. I'm worried about this. <laughs> Health insurance giant Aetna is teaming up with Apple to introduce a new wellness app called Attain. Now, the Attain app is expected to launch in spring 2019, and its program is open to anyone covered by Aetna. Um, so they basically realize that these watches have some health benefits if you use them correctly, uh, which is cool. I like that, and I, I like the idea of, of people using these things to, to help with that. However, <laughs> this is a slippery slope here. Uh, the thing that they're going to do is they're going to give you a free Apple Watch Series 3 that you will earn back by engaging in healthy behaviors like exercising or sleeping better because all this data will be sent to your insurance company. Yep. How long is it going to be before that's a requirement for insurance? I believe we've predicted this uh, <laughs> a little while ago, maybe yep. like since since the first health trackers came out. This Back is, in the days of is, Fitbit. This is testing a float balloon out there with a carrot to see how it's going to go over. That's all I think it is. And pretty soon we need to fix our insurance situation. But then again, as we've already discovered and talked about in this episode, nobody cares about their privacy. So I guess everybody's going to be fine with uh, insurance companies tracking your every move and everything you do. Well, since I can't get insurance, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if they want to track me so I can can't actually get insurance, I might be up for it. Right. You know, if that's if that's the only way that I can get in now, I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, they'll probably take you that way then. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and speaking of sleep tracking and maybe they won't like figure that. out our yoga hacks, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super fit. All I, I do yoga all day long. <laughs> Man, I ran 20 miles. I, you know, I basically put the thing on for the uh, the indoor walk and just yeah. put it, hang it on the dog and let her rip. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. And uh, their sleep tracking stuff is you know, yep. interesting, too, because I was doing a lot of sleep tracking with my Apple Watch. And mm-hmm. uh, I, think that was, I think it was just called Sleep Track or Sleep Watch was the name of the app that I was using at first. And then I got the Aura Ring. And what I, what I found out, well, the Aura Ring just really hurt. Right. It really hurt. I'm trying to sell that thing now. So if anybody wants a, a shiny brand new uh, Aura <laughs> Ring size 12, it's the, the second generation one. It, it works, but my hand, it doesn't fit my hands right. So. It, it actually kept me from sleeping because I kept waking up because my hand hurt. <laughs> Oops. And I don't like sleeping with my watch on. So I had to I just stopped sleep tracking altogether because I think it was right. actually making me more anxious going to bed, thinking that I got to get to sleep soon. What's my resting heart rate going to be? Oh, 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 oh. And, and, you know. Oh. Yeah. Well, you are that personality type. <laughs> I am. I absolutely am. Yeah. And I uh, so there's a new uh, article in the Washington Post called Go to Bed. Brain researchers warned that lack of sleep is a public health crisis. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's a crisis. Uh, it kind of is for some people, but yep. uh, I think it's just for people who track their sleep. 
I think a, I think a lot of people I know sleep just fine, sleep long enough and don't really have a problem with it. It's people who are dicking around on the Internet all night and try and go to bed and can't fall asleep and are like, yeah, you know, miserable. Put the damn phone down, people. Yeah. Night You'll mode. Fine. I got special lights. <laughs> you know, I go to bed at uh, between nine and ten every night and I wake up at four in the morning. So I get get my hours. Not nearly enough is from what they say, but I wake up feeling fine now, you know, and I think I could maybe because I'm getting older and I also don't do anything physical during the day. I just stand here and talk. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not really like I'm burning a lot of calories, but uh, it's an interesting article. I liked it. And I think, you know, for the people who do need it, because I do know some people that do not sleep nearly enough. Um, and this does affect your brain when you can't sleep and it's worth oh, yeah. digging into. I mean, it really does affect your brain. I remember the Mythbusters episode that they did about that, where they wanted to see what was worse, a uh, sleep impaired driving or alcohol impaired driving and sleep impaired driving was way worse. Oh yeah. Way worse. Yeah, really is. That's why I like some of those new cars. Um, although I, the, the first one I saw it in was a Cadillac, but I guess Cadillac is not going to make cars anymore. So, <laughs> uh, you're probably <laughs> not going to find it, but they have, you know, they've got built in cameras and things now that will, Pay attention to your eyes and make sure you're not nodding off and they'll warn you and eventually stop the car if you start to nod off, which is good um, until somebody rear ends you and kills you. But uh, <laughs> you, know, you take it one step at a time, I guess. And there's another good book that I reviewed on the show before called Why We Sleep, Unlocking the Power of Sleep and Dreams by Matthew Walker. Highly recommend that book if you're into this territory. And uh, Matthew Walker was also in the Jordan Harbinger show. I'll link that up in the show notes as well. But uh if you're having trouble sleeping and you're fuzzy and foggy all the time, read the articles, uh, read the book and get some tips and take care of it because it does, it adds up over time. I'm just happy right. that like at this point now, since I'm not a coder and I don't drink Mountain <laughs> Dew all day that I can't actually go to sleep. So that does help. Mm-hmm. So we were doing all these health related stuff and I came across this article over on Recode. Uh, the title is what's all this fuss about digital detox and does it really work? Okay. <sighs> First off, they don't answer the fucking question in the article. (laughs) Okay. There is no discussion about whether digital detox works or not in this article at all, because no one really knows yet, because nobody's really done a conclusive study yet. So once again, fuck you, headline writers. I'm (laughs) sick of this shit. And secondly, with things like the Fireside Conference that we attended or the ridiculously super expensive offline retreats they're talking about in this article that, that people go to, it's a fire festival type shit that you know real people could never ever go to there's a reality to these things we don't need or even want to go completely dark what we need are blinds not dark <laughs> even an on an offline retreat that i went to with fireside conference i still wanted to be able to text my wife talk to my kid my mom a handful of friends to be able to contact me maybe devices need a these people only setting on everything i think they probably probably do it's just too difficult to set up or we just don't know how to do it yet or we're just too lazy to do it yet but i don't think anybody needs to go completely off digital you can't in this world anymore and you shouldn't even want to you need some self-control yeah (laughs) that's funny that's funny (laughs) self-control oh man um and i would like to point out betteridge probably is shaking his head going uh yeah does it really work no they answered it in the headline (laughs) so good old (sighs) betteridge's laws of headlines um but i i you know, I was with you on that. I like being offline during the day when we're walking around and doing stuff and not having to check my phone all the time and trying to engage with people more. But, yep. you know, after dinner, I needed to talk to people. I needed to pull open the phone and text and say hi yep. and let people know things were going OK. And they didn't kill us in the woods of Canada and we weren't eaten <laughs> by bears. Yeah, that's so. important. My and, wife was concerned. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was concerned. I had I, I had a I had a bear finder app on my phone. But uh yeah, I you know, the digital detox thing, it's it's tough because we are all addicted nowadays. Yeah. And you know, addiction is a, a tricky thing. Go on a cruise if you want to have a digital detox. Seriously, because <laughs> you can't afford to be online on a cruise. All that uh, what Pogo or whatever those companies are. <laughs> I did a seven day cruise around Hawaii, and by day by day three, I was shaking because I couldn't call or talk to anybody. <laughs> by day four, it passed, and then so I had right. three three days of digital quote unquote detox. It was actually really boring. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, we are all used to having those uh those pleasure buttons hit all the time, aren't we? Yeah. Ooh, somebody like my post. Ooh, somebody like my post. Yep. Yep. Uh, and some interesting news that I caught this morning: U.S. Department of Justice bans all internet gambling after reversing opinion. Just in time for the big game. Just in time. Yeah. Well, it doesn't go into effect <laughs> just yet. But uh, what they're trying to do here is they used to say for online gambling, you know, interstate transactions were bad you could not do that but then they're like ah just for sports betting just for sports betting there is also a carve out for horse racing but they've reversed that so i'm wondering how this is going to work and they're saying that people are going to be moving more towards uh guess what crypto cryptocurrencies that's right because there is it. no law <laughs> so it's a it's an interesting read if you're interested in how internet gambling works i'm looking at you jordan cooper i'm guessing this might have uh, an effect on your <laughs> livelihood with uh, all that whatever the hell it is you do yes. <laughs> I, don't know. I i was you mentioned that you didn't even know what he was talking about half, half the, time. the time i don't understand what his tweets are and, I, and i'm pretty into the sports balls so. i i look i read it and it was it you know indecipherable is language yeah. And I think that that's how, like, my parents felt when I would talk to them about computers back when <laughs> when I was a right. kid. Like, yeah. what what language do you speak, young man? Are you possessed? Let us call an exorcist for you. It's like, okay. Well, yeah, I think it's going to affect Jordan. So uh, good luck there. I have a feeling he'll be starting up a new podcast that's all about BitBro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Eero. Eero is a home Wi-Fi system like nothing you've seen. The single router model just doesn't work for our increasingly high bandwidth world. It's simple physics. Like light waves, Wi-Fi waves don't go through walls well. Imagine asking a light bulb in your living room to light your master bedroom. It's so many people just get the crappy Wi-Fi system from their ISP. I was one, not anymore. What you need is a distributed system. This is what offices have had for years at considerable work and expense. Current Wi-Fi routers are really tough to manage and optimize. The Eero app lets you manage your network from the palm of your hand, so you'll know how many devices are connected at any given point, as well as the internet speed that you're getting from your service provider. You can also easily create and share a guest network, which is gold. And since Eero controls the hardware and the software for your entire network, it ensures that you're always secure. Traditional routers don't push software updates to their customers, and they're always left vulnerable to cyber attacks. Eero updates automatically so that you not only have the latest features, but the latest security at all times. So nice to know that you don't have to go and patch all the time. It's really nice. And now they've got Eero Plus, which is designed to provide simple, reliable security that defends all your home's devices against threats like malware, spyware, phishing attacks, as well as unsuitable content. The combination of Eero with Eero Plus provides complete protection for your network. And I get my automated report every week, and it's crazy how many people try and get through and how many like bad sites are just sending me crap. But also, it's got a built-in ad blocker, so you can get double protection from the network level. And if you use one on your browser, that's great. 
And they also check the sites you visit against a database of millions of known threats. Hero Plus prevents you from accidentally visiting malicious sites without slowing anything down. Or not just you visiting them, maybe your kids or a guest in the house or somebody else that can infect your network. It's great. And with your Eero Plus subscription, you get a bunch of goodies, including VPN protection from Encrypt.me, password management from 1Password, and antivirus software from Malwarebytes. Never think about Wi-Fi again. Get $100 off the Eero base unit and two beacons package and one year of Eero Plus. Visit Eero.com slash GOG and at checkout, enter code GOG. That's E-E-R-O.com slash GOG. And at checkout, enter code GOG. Security? Ha! We're back this week with Dave Bittner from the CyberWire podcast. Dave is also the co-host of the Hacking Humans podcast, along with Joe Kerrigan, where they take on social engineering. What's going to scare the crap out of us today, Dave? Well, before we get to any of that, what the hell do you have against Maryland? (laughs) (laughs) No, wait, 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 wait. Have you ever been to Maryland? Of course I've been to Maryland. I lived on the East Coast for 10 years when I was a kid. All right, where? Where'd you live? I lived in Virginia Beach. I lived in North Carolina. I lived in Pennsylvania. I've never lived in Maryland. <laughs> I see. I've been through Maryland. I've driven I through see. Maryland. I see. All right. Okay. Very good. Very good. Just uh-huh. wanted to just wanted to check. Since you you seem to have this ongoing, not low level, constant hostility towards this great state that I inhabit and love. This great state that I might point out has four real seasons. This great state where they didn't try to build a city out in the middle of the desert. Hey, we had rain yesterday. <laughs> it, it's snowing here right now as I speak. Oh, see, this is this this is why people troll on the internet because it's so much fun to chap your dazzle. Yeah, yeah. All right, I know. I'm I was about target. to. I, let me also remind you, uh, Dave, that Jason has a low level hostility for everything. So That's Maryland true. is just. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, uh, yeah, it's that scene in uh, one of the Avengers movies with the Hulk. Yeah, I'm, I'm always mad. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much it. <laughs> right, right. All right, all right. I've said my piece. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, don't don't really think that I care that much about Maryland. I honestly don't. It's okay. Right, right. The different the the opposite of love is not hate. It's indifference. Yes, exactly. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> all right, fine, fine, fine. I think it's fine, cute fine. that they let you have your own state and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's, nice. it's a we. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's great. That's just great. It's kind of like a chihuahua of states. It's uh-huh. just, you know, it, it yips a lot and it's tiny. I mean, you get uh-huh. to look down on Washington D.C. They they're not nothing. So you yeah. got that going for you. We do. Yeah, we do. It's nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We have the same number of senators as you. You know that, right? Sixth biggest economy in the world. <laughs> yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. All right, guys, shall we talk about something that people actually care about? Yeah. All right. Well, listen, I know you guys have covered the whole Facebook certificate kerfuffle earlier in the show, so I don't want to spend a whole lot of time with that. But there's a couple things I wonder about here. Um, I'm not sure if you guys touched on earlier. To me, a lot of this is is sort of a shot across the bow from Apple mm-hmm. to say uh, Knock to it both off. Face- yeah, just to both Facebook and Google. Um, you know, you, you do need us and, you know, here's our walled garden. So be good. Play, play, by our, play by our rules. We can make life difficult for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah. saw someone. Straighten up and fly right. Yeah. I saw well, someone It's good that saying this. Tim Cook is kind of sticking with his guns here. And it, it, there is some real privacy stuff coming from Apple. There's, there's no doubt about it now. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I saw someone uh, mention this week that maybe um, Apple is the is the actual the default regulator that Facebook needs. <laughs> um, I was pu- sort of puzzling through it in my own mind this week about you know could it could would I guess Facebook is too important to iOS for Apple to do something crazy like say knock it off or we're going to kick you off this platform, right? But it certainly seems like there could be some sort of negotiation going on where Apple could say, if you're going to be on our platform, we need you to do that. I don't, I don't know. It, I, it's really hard to think about because where who who do you guys think has the real power here? Apple. Apple. They control do the you? actual device. Yeah. But if, if Apple kicked Facebook off the device, how many people would, would go to Android? I think... Uh... None. Mm, yeah, I don't think. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I think it, it would if it'd be a single digit percentage. You think? Because people are not going to change. I, I would be thrilled. I wouldn't be checking my Facebook when I'm out and about. Then I would just wait until I came home and looked at it on my desktop. I would. I think it would drastically decline usage on Facebook. Hmm. I think Apple would okay. win. Win. Yeah, Apple would win this fight, in my opinion. I don't think it'd be good for either of them. I think they'll both take hits, but yeah. they'll both be a bit bloody. But Apple's going to come out on top. Hmm. All right. Yeah, that's interesting. Interesting to think about. I, I was I was I, I could see both sides of it. I was just trying to think who had who needs the other one more. Right. And uh, I, I'm not sure where I land on that. But I, th- I think I suspect you're right. I, I think what we're really discovering again, and we're, we've been talking about this woman's articles a lot. Um, I'm blanking on her name again right now. Kashmir Hill, who's doing she's doing the thing where she's trying to avoid each one uh, for a week. Um, how intertwined they all are now. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's weird. You can't, you can't live without Amazon or Apple or Facebook or Google, and they can't live without each other. It's kind of strange. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Mexican standoff Mm -hmm. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, and I think, I think Mark Zuckerberg got a very terse call from Tim Cook last night. And I think, uh, (laughs) what's his name over at Google probably got a very terse call from Tim Cook last night (laughs) saying, guys, okay, (laughs) you, 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 you can see what we can do now. And, you know, just by turning off that enterprise certificate for a day caused havoc at both of their campuses. Mm-hmm. So in the, in the, it didn't at least, you know, go to the consumer side of it because they didn't break the rules on the consumer side. Yeah. They right. broke the enterprise developer rules. So they were punished accordingly. Yeah. Right. And they should have read the EULA. Fine. Yeah. Who reads EULAs? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was surprised and pleased that Apple did this. Me too. Because I figured both of those organizations were too big to have something like this happen to them. I, you know, but uh, I, my, I applaud Apple for even if this is just a shot across the bow because they've they've had their certificates restored. Mm-hmm. Um, even if this was just a shot across the bow, I think this is a good message for Apple to send. Yeah, and it falls right in line with again Tim Cook's apparent uh, belief in privacy, and uh, you know yeah. we're not going to let you guys get away with doing this to people. So. I think it was also a good message to send not just to Facebook and Google, but to all the developers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to reinforce yep. the notion that we're serious and nobody's too big to not be held to these rules. Yep. So, yeah, I we'll, definitely we'll stick your it. feet to the fire. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. Be, time will tell. It'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. Mm hmm. The sales of Android phones to the Facebook campus have gone up exponentially today. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Now, this next bit is, I thought, a really interesting story, and I'm curious if you guys covered it this week. The Japanese government plans to hack into its citizens' IoT devices Mm -hmm. using standard passwords or like the default passwords and uh, basic password dictionaries. Mm -hmm. 
so they can figure out like what devices are vulnerable and get in touch with the the proper authorities to get these things fixed because they've got the Olympics coming up and they're scared of the Russians. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, of course the people are up in arms. Well, if the people were so up in arms, maybe they should change their goddamn password. <laughs> I, I don't see what, yeah, I don't really see the, how they have a right to be up in arms about this. It's, this is all out there. <laughs> the, the government isn't really hacking into anything. They're just looking and going, Hey, what's going on here? <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, I, I think this is fascinating. A couple thoughts came to mind for me. First of all, if this were in the U.S., you'd run afoul of the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act right. by attempting to break into someone's computer without their permission. But if it's the government that's doing it, are they really? Well, that's my next point is <laughs> one thing I thought of was if you want someone to be doing this, isn't the government who you want to be doing this? Yes, you don't want uh, to and I'm not saying this the, out. <laughs> I'm not saying the government's intelligence agencies. I'm just saying, you know, the the government, just some organization at the government who has no real, um, in, no real interest in anything other than the security aspects of this. Mm-hmm. They're not interested in what you're saying or what you're doing or what your cameras are watching or anything like that. They've just been it's a bunch of people who've been tasked with checking this out. To me, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good uh, set of people to be doing this. Yeah. Um. Doesn't seem unreasonable to me. I understand why people are upset about it, but like Jason said, we'll change your password. Change your passwords. Yeah. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> yeah. Can't they just get a dump from Shodan? Just call call them up and say, "Here, here's, here's a couple thousand bucks. Can we just get the the database yeah. for the, let's geo- the cameras in let's Japan? Geofilter mm-hmm. Shodan, and here's your list. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. it's all out there already. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what they're doing, though, that's a little bit uh, more than Shodan does is they're going to be using easy to guess passwords yeah, right. and, and actually trying to get into the device with, you know, they're going to try and brute force into these devices, yeah. which I think that that's part is a little sketch, but it may be a little too I, far. But yeah. I mean, I, I can see I can see why they're oh. you know finally getting yeah. tired of this. Yeah, as as we should be. Everybody should be. I think mm-hmm. if they were to me, if they're going at it with hard coded passwords, that's different than trying to dictionary attack, you know, brute forcing with common passwords. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hard coded passwords. I think devices shouldn't have hard. No, you should be going after the manufacturers and not allowing them. Yeah. You know, the first thing any of these devices should do is require you to change the password before it will go to step two of the setup. Mm hmm. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's for the future. What they're trying to do is retroactively find out what's already out there. Yeah. Right. You know? Right. Yep. Yep. I, and I would like to point out the Amcrest cameras that uh, I talked about. You, were, you weren't here, Dave. I talked about them with <laughs> Joe Kerrigan. Those, uh-huh. um, those require you to change your admin password the first time you log in. Ah, excellent. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're, they're pretty well done cameras. And you can, you know, you can FTP your files. You can put them on different services. You can put them on your NAS if you want. Mm-hmm. So that's... Those are the cameras that we talked about that uh, you definitely want if you want to have a little more control over where your video is going. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I do like them. I do like them. The only thing I didn't like about them was the field of view is too narrow. So hmm. that's why I went with my other ones. But mm-hmm. from a technical aspect, I think those Amcrest cameras are fine if you like really terrible user interfaces as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's a anyway, checkbox. I'm really people, selling people them who are out there. People who are out there God, shopping. I love a horrible you know, user interface. I really, yeah. 
what I really want is a horrible user interface. Uh, well, that's it was, so. So they're for Windows users, okay? That's all. They're just okay. not for Mac users. There you go. I think we can all agree on that. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Good enough. So we'll see. We'll see how this goes with uh, the Japanese. But it, I think if it if it is a success in Japan, maybe other countries will get on the bandwagon. If only we had a cyber department. If only, if only he had the internet police. <laughs> yes. Where are the internet police? Well, apparently it's <laughs> Apple these days. Speaking of the internet police, <laughs> our next story <laughs> uh, has to do with the authorities shutting down the Exdetic marketplace. Right. It's a nice little play on words, I guess. Um, so this was an online marketplace and folks would buy access to hacked servers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they actually arrested some folks in Ukraine. And um, says they've been around since 2014, but really got to be widely known in 2016 after a report came out from Kaspersky. And this was a sort of a, an invitation only marketplace where folks could buy and sell access to hack servers all over the world pretty mm-hmm. inexpensively. And um, the FBI, along with the several of their pals overseas, seized the domain, shut down the servers. So right. uh, check one off for the good guys here. Yay. Yeah, no, this is a good. This is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I like putting in some good news every now and again. It's yeah, nice. <laughs> and that ties in nicely to our next story, which is we're coming for you. The global police warn about DDoS attack buyers, and this comes from Europol, who is uh, actually one of. I guess I guess they're going to be the internet police force for a little bit. Uh, they've got the they've got the user list from webstressor.org, and which was shut down a while ago, but uh, they've gone after. A couple people already mm-hmm. and arrested them, but uh, they say a further 400 users of the service are now being targeted by the NCA and partners. So this is going to be interesting if these guys in the NCA is a uh, UK's national crime agency. Right. Right. And they're going to be going after people who actually bought DDoS attacks from WebStressor. Yeah. And so hopefully the people who also, you know, bought the lists from Xdetic will get, you know, get their comeuppance too. Yeah, this is sort of, uh, I guess, to use an analogy, um, if WebStressor was the person manufacturing the heroin, uh, <laughs> they're, now they're going, they they shut that that part of the food chain down, and now they're going after the the u well, not the users, the dealers, dealers, I suppose, the dealers, yeah, they're going yeah, after the, the dealers, the next level down, um, the folks who are out there buying the services to. Uh, to stress out these, to well, to DDoS people, and um, so they're going down to the next level. And and I suppose there's a lot of people sweating bullets because they probably thought enough time had passed since they took down the web stressor that uh, they were going to be okay. But no, that seems like they were just building their case. Here's what's here's what's really kind of scary. So they're going after 400 users, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Web stressor had 151,000 registered users. Yeah. That's a lot of people looking to DDoS somebody. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people. And I'm just wondering if it, when, when they count registered users, maybe it's the people who, not the people who actually paid for the DDoS, but people who are actually putting up servers to rent right. for the DDoS. <clears throat> so maybe the, that's the next round, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You, you, 151,000 people, that's a lot. You're going to need a lot of cops. <laughs> you're going to need a lot of cops for that. <laughs> That it, it does seem like a high number, and but it's it's interesting to see both this story and the one before how we're sort of chipping away at these things and trying to make these 
things less profitable and mm-hmm. uh, just put a little pause in the folks who are doing this, make them think twice that they're not immune. Folks from around the world might come after them. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, all they're going to do is move to Russia where <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> you know, there's that. There's that. There is that. So I ran across this over at Engadget, and it's just, it, it warmed the cockles of my heart. I <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed reading it. Um, yeah, it's, um, a, it's fun. Yeah. It's how Huawei um, <laughs> planned international robot, robot espionage via email. Uh, as Engadget points out, it's 1% James Bond, 99% Mr. Bean. Right. And <laughs> as you go through and read these bumbling corporate tinged emails that uh, basically talk about how they're going to steal all this data. It's kind of hilarious. It really I, is. It really yep. is. Like they're <laughs> Well, and the, what I love, first of all, they're trying to steal the information from about, about a robot named Tappy. That's, yep. that's a great place for this all to begin. Clippy's big brother. Yeah. <laughs> and, but the, the two sides of this, you have the very serious folks from the mothership <laughs> And then these poor saps who are on location, who are just sort of <laughs> desperately communicating back and saying, please stop. We can't. No, we need you to go. We need you to go in and steal. No, it's great. They refuse it. to provide us the details of robot hardware and software specifications. Response right. is, this is a kindly reminder for the informa- information that we need. Can you please go get it? But they're right. not giving it to us. Right. But we need it. Yeah. You don't understand. They're really mad at us. They're really <laughs> mad at us. <laughs> oh, it just brightened my whole day reading through those. I was just yeah. so wonderful seeing basically attempts at robbery in corporate ease. So good. <laughs> I know. I was reading this this morning. I, I, I had my muffin and my coffee and I had my iPad and I'm scrolling through them. And when it got to the part where they stole the robot's arm, I almost blew coffee out of my nose. <laughs> We've got the arm. arm. And I could just see them like trying to like abscond with it in the night, like under their Is that an arm in your in your coat or are you just happy to see me? I have no arm. Oh, this arm. Oh, this arm. This this thing. No, this is not from Tappy. This is from Tippy. Tippy. (laughs) And somebody goes in to check on Tippy and he's missing his arm. Poor Tappy, yeah. Oh, oh we and, and I love they. We said we took it by mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oops, oops. <laughs> Was that oh. wrong? Should I not have done that? <laughs> Was that wrong? <laughs> Poor oh, tappy. so good, so good. So Poor good. Dignities that Tappy the robot had to suffer at the hands of these people. Yes. <laughs> well, this uh, this last story here. Um, it's another kind of fun, kind of interesting, but also a little disturbing one. Mm-hmm. This is about uh, smart light bulbs and how with, even if you discard a smart light bulb, it may have your Wi-Fi password stored on it in the clear. What? Yeah. Yeah. I saw, I saw an article about <laughs> how people are theoretically going around in people's dumpsters looking for them just so they can find, get Wi-Fi credentials. <laughs> yep. Yep. Wow, that's a new type of war driving. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, it, I don't know how, how. First of all, how often do you throw away a light bulb? Um, and I, LED light bulbs are even well, they lie yeah. and they say they last forever, and they, they do don't not. last forever. <laughs> they don't even come close. <laughs> they, they, yeah. they no, they do not. They fail. <laughs> they fail quite quite a lot. But uh, I get what I'm. My point is, the odds of you yes. finding a light bulb in someone's garbage is probably pretty low. But uh, I, it's just one of those things to be thoughtful about and careful about that when you're throwing these things away, 
maybe hit it with a hammer or something before you do. <laughs> yeah. uh, because what they found was the hardware inside of this LED bulb just stored the Wi-Fi credentials in plain text, unencrypted. Yep. There you go. Yeah. And uh, the internet, they, of it's been updated. Never since ceases that. to amaze. Yeah, the manufacturer has since pushed out a or or not pushed out, um, made available an update. So because we all update the firmware on our LED light bulbs regularly, right? What, what are you doing this yeah. weekend, honey? <laughs> well, I've got to update yeah. all our light bulbs. Still downloading. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> Why are we sitting in the dark? <laughs> I can't find the USB port. There's no light. Have you yeah. tried rebooting it? <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, there's that. So I thought that was a fun one, but uh, it's the shape of things to come, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. All these new vulnerabilities we we hadn't thought about before. Oh, we thought about them. Just the people who made the stuff didn't. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah the, the we did. The, yes. you know, the yeah. collective we, the three here on the show. But yeah. 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 Maybe we should go into the light bulb manufacturing business. There you make go. millions, millions. The mm-hmm. most secure light bulb you've ever seen in your life. It has nothing in it. I'm going back to dumb light bulbs. (laughs) I love it when, well, I both love it and hate it when an idea that I had becomes an actual retail product. Does that that ever happen to you? Oh, Jesus Christ. We've been millionaires many times (laughs) over from doing this show if we just weren't so damn lazy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I had an idea years ago when LED lights were brand new. I thought someone needed to make an LED bulb that as you dimmed it, the color temperature got warmer, like a regular Mm -hmm. incandescent bulb. Right. Mm-hmm. Because one of the problems with LED bulbs was as you dimmed them, that less light came out, but they still stayed the same color temperature. And that just felt weird because yeah. you're used to bulbs getting warmer as you uh, dim them. Well, sure enough, <laughs> I was in the Home Depot recently and you can buy bulbs that as you dim them, the color temperature changes to be warmer. I feel both vindicated and angry that I didn't jump on this patent earlier. It is a very good idea. I'm going to have to go buy some of those. I'll first, make sure that they don't store my Wi-Fi in plain text. Yeah, but, yeah right. those those leak those leak your credit card details when you when you turn them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, depending on the yeah depending on the brightness, it depends on on what data is it's it's leaking out to the world. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And for some reason, the the manufacturers decided to store all this data, so now they really know I like a nice warm color profile. Profile. I don't know what they're going to do with that information, but they've collected it and it's an open database somewhere. Every right. ad that you see is going to be in that color palette <laughs> yes. from now on when you go around the web. <laughs> mm, wow. All right, gentlemen, that's what we have this week. I will right. talk to you guys next time. I'm not as right. depressed as I normally am at the end of this segment. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Not so much bad news this week, huh? Yeah. We had a fun robot. We had fun light bulbs. <laughs> We didn't Tim talk Cook, too much about smacking Facebook. people. Yeah, yeah, no, this is a pretty good one. This is this a pretty is good a, one. Chalk it up as a win. We haven't had one in a while. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Don't All get right. used to it. Yeah, no, no, it'll swing back the other way. It always does. But uh, we'll we'll take it when we can get it. We'll see what Facebook does for us next week. Mm-hmm. Ups and doodads. Brian, I checked out the Brave browser this week. Didn't one of our listeners uh, yell at us that we should be using this one? Uh, yeah, I think so. And uh, okay. I gave it a shot because I, right. I just I ran across it and did a little digging on it. And I'm like, I well, I checked it because, of course, I wanted to make fun of it because there was an article about it, uh, you know, cracking open the the Bitcoin side of things. Or I'm sorry, their cryptocurrency called the bat. They have right. the bat. 
and the blockchain and all that stuff. So I'm like, okay, let's check it out. See, I just clicked, I clicked and went to the homepage and I'm already so turned off by this browser. I, I hate their, their marketing. <laughs> I can't stand it. Oh, the, the hipster chick <laughs> with glasses? You are not a product hipster chick with glasses and then the other guys have uh, you, you know, UPC, UPC codes. codes on their heads. and uh, uh. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me know how it actually works here. <laughs> but they're on a mission to fix the web, Brian. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got a built-in ad blocker, so I was checking on that. Okay. But you can earn rewards and give back to your favorite publishers, which means that they have a built-in token system into the browser. So it's okay. kind of like Flatter built into the browser. Okay. And Well, that's a nice idea, but do you trust this browser enough to give them money? No, here's the thing. It's all based on their blockchain tokens. Oh god. So you you can earn you can earn bats or you mm-hmm. can buy bats, of course, because okay. that's how things go. And of course, there are zero publishers that are signed up to take this at this point, right. you know. Of course. Yeah. It does it does work. Well, here, let me let me run through the I, I got I got a list here for you. OK, the downside is no syncing across computers. So there's no built in sync. So if you have it on okay, two computers, I'm already, yep, I'm already out. Yeah, yep. exactly. <laughs> uh, it is fast as hell, though. And it, okay. it does use Chrome extensions so you can okay, get everything good. to work. If you only have one computer, it's fine. So far, uh, the mm-hmm. other downside is, of course, blockchain and yep. that <laughs> um, it does it have a decent ad blocker. I'll give it that. OK, all right. Uh, another downside, it doesn't import from Opera natively mm-hmm. you have to export and oh. import but all the other browsers you can just do a straight import okay well opera's kind of a fringe browser yeah i mean it took me like a minute to do that yeah another the upside of the import though it's the only browser that i've ever used an import function on that imported the bookmarks bar properly oh really yeah the first time that's it's never worked. worked yeah i've always had to rebuild my bookmarks bar it was always annoying yeah it worked <laughs> perfectly on that so they, they fixed okay. that downside this is a big downside Brendan Ike is the founder. Okay. He's the asshole that wrote JavaScript that I almost got in a fist fight with at a Mozilla conference. Uh, and now I think I should have done it because of all the pain and suffering JavaScript has brought to the world. I agree with that. Yep. I mean, not necessarily hitting him, but the pain and suffering. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it, it, this was the first time that he was demoing JavaScript to web developers. And mm-hmm. it was a Tetris thing that he made. And he was just a dick to everybody around him and, and then i was of course microsoft was buying the beer that night and <laughs> it was free so there was much beer to be had and my friend actually had to like drag me out of the place before i decked him because he was such a <sighs> such a snot he was such a <laughs> snot so anyway it's not ready for use as a prime time full browser not yet uh-huh. out of the box it's decent uh the no syncing across computers and the bat thing that's the bat's stupid and the interesting thing is when I signed up and turned on the bat, it turned on auto contribute immediately, mm-hmm. um, which I'm like, OK, I, well, I've got no bat to contribute, but there's also <laughs> no publishers out there who want it. So it doesn't right. really matter. You're kind of screaming into the void at this point. I like the idea of being able to automatically deal with publishers. And that's what Flatter was supposed to be, but mm-hmm. didn't really work. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just. It, I don't know. And the best part is they funded the entire company on an mm-hmm. ICO. Oh, no. Yeah, they raised like $32 no, 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 million no. Dollars or 30, $37 million in an ICO, and that pretty much funded the company. God, I can't believe this stuff is still going on. What a crazy was, world we're living in. It was a couple in. years you ago. Know what I, though. It, it, this guy should give up on the browser and just focus on the bat. 
like do a thing make a pl- plugin for all the different browsers screw doing your own browser because that's that is something that we need out there not mm-hmm. necessarily the way he's doing it and they're doing it right now but we need a flatter we, we desperately need something like that to to reach critical mass and to get people using it yeah i think what really should happen is patreon should buy flatter merge mm-hmm. it all in because they've got a couple other things they bought they bought kit.com uh which is is a cool little site that I I have little kit pages for podcast gear and stuff like that. And then really focus on the technology to build in to get, you know, a simple extension for all of the different browsers and just pop it in. So you can, you can Patreon, you can flatter, you can, you know, all, all the different types of contributions that you can give should be under one (laughs) roof, I think, Mm -hmm. because so far I'm trusting Patreon, but I know a lot of people don't. They've made some mistakes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's a step in the right direction, but I think it, it's half a step in the right direction, I guess. And while we're just here, I want to mention this really quick because I know some people are are waiting to hear from us about it. We still don't really know what's going on with, uh, with, uh, private internet access. We're going to find out. We'll get back to you all. Yeah. Cause the, (laughs) the article that you posted, Brian was from April of last year. It's not a, it wasn't a new thing. So we we're, we're, we're trying to find out what the hell's going on. And Microsoft is finally dropping mm-hmm. the hammer. They're saying no more old Skype for you. If you're on a PC, okay. you are being forced to upgrade to version eight, but okay. you can backgrade to an older version. <laughs> They're only putting this like uh, you must upgrade on the latest old version, like 7.4, but you can go back to a version of 7.3 and then right. still use it. But you have to find it from a download site. But at least the article in Bleeping Computer actually tells you how to check the MD5 hash. To make sure you right. actually get an official one that's not <laughs> uh, has been tampered with, with you know, uh, you yeah. know, crypto miners or crypto ransomware people. or any of the <laughs> bats. other bats. It's bat country. Um, so this is an interesting one, but it I don't know how they're going to do this on the Mac because I still know people who will not upgrade to eight because they still have their yeah. version of seven. And yeah. I, I mean, I upgraded to eight because I use stuff with. Uh, Ecamm's call recorder and I didn't need it to screw up. Yep. Um, yep. But man, it's, uh, it's uh, Skype eight. What the hell is that thing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't work. know. It doesn't. It's horrible. <laughs> brick a brick. I stumbled across a band that I don't know how I feel about them. I'm wildly <laughs> amused. <laughs> Oakley Doakley, a Simpsons-inspired metal band, is coming to Southern Diddley, California for three doodly shows. <laughs> I almost feel like I need to go see these guys. So they dress up like Ned from The Simpsons. Uh, the band members, Head Ned, uh, Dread Ned, synth player Zed Ned, guitarist Shred Ned, bassist Bed Ned, who apparently likes to sleep in. Uh, they encourage venues they play to offer drinks like the White Wine Spritzers or Flaming Moe's, the specialty <laughs> of the house at Moe's Tavern. And they're also delighted when fans show up dressed as Ned. They call them Bonus Neds or any other character from The Simpsons. I think I need to go as the... <laughs> I'm going to dress up as the Ned Pirate Roberts. That'll be it. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's I <laughs> I don't know how I feel. I I'm glad that they exist in the world. I'll put it that way. I I went to go read the article, but I couldn't read it because you have to subscribe or something. And uh, but I did I did turn off their blurb, and then they just had junk lore ipsum underneath the the blur. But I did get to the the main video for White Wine Spritzer. Yes, I watched the video for White Wine Spritzer. 
I love these guys. Right? <laughs> I love these guys. <laughs> I mean, I'm generally not in on joke bands anymore, you know, because I'm not Dr. Demento and Weird Al Yankovic and 13 years old, but this is pretty good. This is this put a smile on my face, I gotta say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do need to do the, the Ned Pirate Roberts. That would be good. <laughs> uh, so thank you for that one. It was it was very good. Uh, no I found an article over at the New Yorker called "The Seductiveness of Insta Nostalgia." Did you get a chance to mm-hmm. read this one? I did. What do you think about this? Because it's an article about how people are basically making algorithms to give you that little nostalgia boost every day, and products that are they're, they're only reason is to send you shit that you did 10 years ago or yep. five years ago that's yep. their only thing <laughs> for throwback thursdays and all that sort of stuff um you know it's natural human nature to do this it's just so much easier now than it ever was before right and it's become commodified and it's become a product for these companies that have so much data about us already yeah the thing about it that gets me though is these third-party companies that are out there mm-hmm. doing it because yep. what you're doing is you're giving them access to your entire history across multiple mm-hmm. services. Yep. Uh, what uh, what privacy you know protections do they have in place? None. I'm guessing. Well, like, I mean, again, as we're finding out through this episode, nobody cares but us. That's about true. Yeah, because <laughs> you look at TimeHop, and TimeHop came out of one of my most hated companies in the world, Foursquare, <laughs> and yep. it was you know just an easy thing for them to do, and then they turned it into a little company, and then off to the races. But uh, I think yeah. I thought it was an interesting read on how. You know, it's it's kind of a it's a nostalgia hack. It is an algorithmically yeah. driven nostalgia hack to get people to just, you know, oh, that's what I was doing. You know, I don't it's, it's cheap content. It's cheap content. Yeah. Yeah. It's recycling and repurposing content and selling it back to you and hoping that you'll share it and put in more things and keep going everywhere for all this stuff. It may. I'm not surprised it exists and, and I'm not surprised that it is popular. It's part of human nature. I mean, I personally like some of the Spotify ones, at least as a curiosity, like, you know, top songs of the year that for you, um, time capsules based on date of birth, create a collection of songs that are, you know, time specific, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm such a weirdo with my music and like none of it applies to me, but uh, it's cute. It's fun. It's, it's just the worry is you know, where is this data going and who are we giving it to and yeah. et cetera, et cetera, I only, et cetera. I only yeah. worry about that with the third party ones like time hop. Yeah, you know, the third party ones. Spotify already has Spotify has this data on. Yeah, me. I've been using Spotify. They know they know everything about me and they're keeping it to themselves in theory. In so. theory. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's an engagement <laughs> hook for them to mm-hmm. keep you to come back to this. Exactly. Site. Exactly. Now, I, I mean, I like it when it's built into something like Apple Photos, which is, you know, your stuff is on your drive and it's just <laughs> built into the the actual yep. system, except the part the part where Apple Photos and you have to use Apple Photos for it because Apple yes. Photos is terrible. <laughs> Yes, it is. Uh, I can't use it. I, I have to use it to sync my iCloud photos from my phone just so I can, you know, not be paranoid that I'm going to lose everything before a sync. Yeah. Um, but now see what we sync on, on my wife's iPad is synced with her phone for photos. And and the iPad is great for watching the little photo things that they come up with. And they're really good, like, you know, Christmas memories and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. My kid loves just sitting and watching those. So I'm into it. it. It's it's I don't mind these algorithmic things. Sometimes it's just. You want to know who's getting what? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I would sk- I would skip time hop, but uh, it's an interesting article. It's not long. Definitely check it out. Uh, it's in the New Yorker. And mm-hmm. I went down the rabbit hole last night uh, on George Carlin, and I found mm. two videos that I wanted to to pull out. 
and put in the show notes. One is called, uh, oh, it's it's just called George Carlin, the champion of dirty words, but he's talking about the word <laughs> fuck. It is a classic, classic bit. And he's, it's the young George Carlin when he was right. spunky. Uh, <laughs> the other bit is about dumb Americans. And this is the old George Carlin, the crotchety George Carlin. And <laughs> half of this could have been straight from our show. And I'm sure we probably stole some of it from him <laughs> because <laughs> it is really, really good. Really, really good. I'm going to I'm going to leave these in the brick of rack in the show notes. So I recommend if you need somebody to yell fuck at you a lot and or call you <laughs> dumb and fat. George Carlin is the man to do it. So if you want to break from reality, go check these out. Closing shout outs. Uh, Gung Hei Fat Choi. Uh, by the time this show comes out, which will be Monday, that means uh, Tuesday, the na- day after, is Chinese New Year. So happy Chinese New Year. That is a uh, something we celebrate in our household here. So looking forward to that. And also by the time you hear this, the Rams will hopefully have won the Super Bowl. Go Rams. I, 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 I'm going to watch the Puppy Bowl. But uh, what is it the, the Chinese year of? What are we going into? Uh, I believe it's the year of the pig. Okay. In fact, I know it's the year of the pig because I had to make a shirt for my kid. So. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a hint. <laughs> yeah. Until next time, I'm Brian Schulmeister. And I'm Jason DeFilippo. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. To support the show and keep us on the air, go to patreon.com slash GOG. Toss us a buck a month and we'll love you forever. If you'd like to give a one-time or recurring donation, go to GOG.show and click the PayPal button in the sidebar. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 317. From there, you can find links to old episodes, leave feedback, ask questions, and get links to stuff we like. And if you're listening to this in the Overcast player, please press the little star next to the episode so we can get some credit. We love it. Now stay grumpy. Say what you want about America, land of the free, home of the brave. We got some dumbass motherfuckers floating around this country. Dumbass motherfuckers, you know? Yeah. Now, obviously, that doesn't include this audience. I understand that. You seem intelligent and perceptive, but the rest of them, holy jumping fucking shitballs. Dumber than a second coat of paint.